Hi, and welcome to Being Lutheran, a podcast dedicated to proclaiming the excellencies of Jesus Christ and the biblical theology expressed in the Lutheran Confessions. Today, Pastor Jason Goodham, Pastor Brett Bowe, and myself continue our discussion on Article 7 of the Augsburg Confession. Welcome to the Being Lutheran Podcast. I'm Pastor Brett Bowe, and I have with me Pastor Jason Goodham and Pastor Brian Rickey. Right. Awesome. We are rolling on talking about Article 7 of the Augsburg Confession. Dust off your copy. It'd be interesting to hear <laughs> which which version of the Augsburg Confession, I mean, of uh, the Book of Concord that you use. Yeah, you've got the Tappert edition, right. you've got the Triglata, you've got yep, the yep. Reader's Edition of the Book of Concord, mm-hmm. to name three. There's more out Kolb there. Kolb and Wenger. Yeah, Kolb yep. and Wengert. And, uh, yeah, it's, uh, and also, last episode completely justified why we needed to give Brett and Brian uh, their own series. Yeah, because you were just, I, uh, you were holding it all back. I did not stop to... talking the entire yeah. episode. It's embarrassing. Uh, you can tell when I get passionate about a subject though, because the yeah. Well, no, but you, had, you also had a stream out. of thought that needed to be yeah, finished. Right. And so yeah. obviously that needed to happen. And it did right. really set up this next episode yep. as we talk about and kind right. of parse out from a Lutheran perspective, mm-hmm. the church and then what the church is. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, right on. So, yeah, don't feel bad about that. (laughs) It's the Jason Show with Brett and Brian. (laughs) (laughs) We all have Uh, our moments when we take over. Yeah, right. (laughs) So, you know, maybe today, now that we Mm -hmm. did that lengthy setup last episode, we'd Mm -hmm. be good to get in the actual content of Article 7. But I do think that that setup is necessary, partly because Lutherans don't do a good job, particularly explaining where we come from and why our existence is necessary, which I Mm -hmm. think Lutheran existence to the broader American church is dubious. Like, no one knows mm-hmm. who we are. We're like halfway well, between Calvinists and Roman Catholics. Yep. We don't fit on the Protestant spectrum at all. Well, but, to, you know, to be fair, there are so many different types of Lutheran. You almost have to ask the question, yeah. you know, what type of Lutheran? Because you've got everything from, you know, the, the ELCA <laughs> all the way over to the Lutheran brethren, which actually scrape against various well, aspects, you know, of the, the four divisions that you talked about last episode. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of fascinating, you know, in that broad spectrum. And so um, I think a lot of the reasons why this podcast, um, you know, I, is a blessing to me anyway, and I, hopefully it blesses other people, is I kind of feel like we're, we're representing, and I know every Lutheran denomination is going to say this, but I do feel that we're representing the Augsburg Confession in its mm-hmm. in its in its purest sense, and mm-hmm. we're we're embodying what the church is, and we're embodying what vocation is, and what that means, mm-hmm. and how it's played out, <sighs> you know, in the life of the church. Which we we didn't say that word last. I thought about last it. episode. I if know. I I'm like, how can it, I get that, that in there? And does that count? If I, I thought about I it, I couldn't find yeah. a good way to put it in. But um, I still think we should just one of us every episode should just say it just randomly. Say it. Just, just like get it in stand there. in the corner of the room and shout it. You know the one aspect. Yeah. I was following along with the Tappert version as you were reading, yeah. you know, the other version. And I re- really appreciate that. If you have the Tappert version, go and read it. It's yeah. really good, yeah. especially on on the third mm-hmm. um, line or the third statement where it is not necessary uh, for the true unity of the Christian church. Uh, I'm sorry, that ceremonies instituted by men should be observed uniformly in all places. Mm-hmm. And I yeah, just appreciate good. how that's worded. Yeah. You know, to kind of kind of answer in a sense was like, okay, so the church is one. Why does it seem so fractured? 
at this point, because obviously if you were a non-Christian and you were looking in from the outside, you kind of see a bit of a hot mess. I mean, because there's so many <laughs> different denominations and yeah. so much division within the body. Right. You know, why you guys were saying, why can't we be friends off yeah, mic here? Right. You know, why can't we? Be yeah. Friends? And why, why can't we just kind of come together, sing Kumbaya around the fire and just, you know, <laughs> oh. all get along? You know what I'm saying? Right. But, but there are, and I really appreciated what you said also off mic, Jason. You said, that all of these different denominations mm-hmm. are truly used by God for his divine yeah. purpose. Yeah. And that's the hard part to to see and understand fully. But um, I think that's really worth mentioning, at least. Mm-hmm. Well, we we want denominations to serve the gospel. And, and I, for one, as a pastor, would love everyone to come to my congregation. That's mm-hmm. a pastoral heart. Yeah. You'd but, have to expand. Well, we can. Yeah, add on. I might need a parking lot. Uh, the problem is I don't want anyone in my church to be uncomfortable with the way we teach things or what we teach. And so if, if you have uh, a genuine disagreement with what we're teaching, the first thing I want people is not to get all hot and bothered, but mm-hmm. just to come to me, we'll see, yeah. you know, we'll clarify things. Right. But if what you believe about scripture is different than what I believe about scripture, I will go out of my way mm-hmm. to help you find a congregation yeah. that teaches I, that. I've had that experience too, where I'll have somebody from a, they maybe were a Presbyterian or mm-hmm. a, a different kind of Lutheran or other coming from different churches and they they find a home in our church for a while, but then they realize, you know, this isn't quite mm-hmm. where I'm at personally. And, and I, as hard as it is to leave or lose those people, it's, I think that's okay that they it's, it's, find where they fit. I mean, I can't send you a letter in all caps and read anonymously. Yeah, <laughs> you can. Uh, it's, I have a, I have a pastor friend in, who has a policy. In the true passive yeah. aggressive Lutheran <laughs> Midwestern way. That's, mm-hmm. that's more Norwegian than, than Lutheran, but I have a pastor <laughs> oh, friend. Oh no. I, oh no. It's not just indigenous <laughs> to, to Norwegian. I have experienced pretty much every heritage doing that. In <laughs> Maybe the Midwest. it's human nature. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, I have. I have a pastor friend who makes it a policy that he does not read anonymous notes. Right. It goes right to the shredder. Yep. Yeah, and and that's probably a healthy thing. But you know, denominations should serve that end. And I will be sad because part of the nature of having different beliefs is that I believe what I believe because I believe it's true, mm-hmm. which means people who disagree with me, I believe they're wrong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's not arrogant. That's the nature of belief. Yeah, mm-hmm. I just take the letter, read it publicly in a sermon and humiliate the person publicly. That's the way yeah. to do it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. That is, that is the, it's probably what I want to do. It's the exact flow of Matthew 18, actually. <laughs> yeah, church right, yeah. Public humiliation and disgrace. <laughs> I, ha- I, I have from the pulpit addressed that. We don't need to get on that rabbit trail. When I believe it was appropriate, and I always check myself yeah. with my elders and uh, my associate pastor, my community pastor, Ben. So Yeah, there's a, there's a po- place for public sin to be addressed, yeah. but there's not ever a place in the pulpit to throw an individual under the bus for you, the sake of making yeah, that point. Right. Especially if it's slander. And it's so interesting how Facebook has come into play there. And well, that'd be an interesting topic for us to talk mm-hmm. about in speaking the truth in love and teaching the, the church to embrace the reality of healthy reconciliation mm-hmm. toward a brother and sister in Christ. Yeah. We right. might be due for one or two Q&A episodes where we yeah, cover some yeah. of these topics oh, sure. that come up on the side. Can I send one in? <laughs> yeah, please do. Uh, you know, as we get in, and we'll have Brett read it here in a second, yeah. I think it will clarify what this uh, article is talking about if we we reorient ourselves to unity. Mm-hmm. And if unity is the purpose, then, then disagreement looks like a fracture. Mm-hmm. If unity is the outcome 
then you're focused on what unifies us. And so unity as a purpose or as the goal is always going to be artificial. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, But if unity is the outcome of confessing the truth, it'll be, it'll be natural and it won't cause offense. And you know, like Mm -hmm. I, it's one of those byproduct things that there are, there are Presbyterian and reformed denominations that I trust that I've recommended people to and pointed in the direction. Mm -hmm. And in fact, there are Lutheran denominations that, I trust. If people aren't comfortable with some of the things of the AFLC, which is entirely possible, mm-hmm. uh, recommending them to you know our cousins along the Lutheran spectrum in one mm-hmm. direction or another is not something I've hesitated to do in the past either. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah, that's yeah. the purpose of unity. Yeah, good. All right, so yeah, Article sure. Seven. I'll, I'll reread this uh, for us. Article Seven of of the Church, coming from Book of Concord.org. Also. They teach that one holy church is to continue forever. The church is a congregation of saints in which the gospel is rightly taught and the sacraments are rightly administered. And to the true unity of the church, it is enough to agree concerning the doctrine of the gospel and the administration of the sacraments. Nor is it necessary that human traditions, that is, rites or ceremonies, instituted by men should be everywhere alike. As Paul says, one faith, one baptism... One God and Father of all, etc. Ephesians four five through six, etc. 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 Amen. All right, so let's break down the content of the marks of the church according yeah. to Article Seven of the Oxford Confession. Yeah. The first element present is eternity. Mm-hmm. The church is eternal. Uh, I think in American Christianity today, this is the most ignored truth about the church, uh, regardless of denomination, regardless mm-hmm. of tradition. Uh, the church, uh, pause, throw it in reverse, get to the bigger picture. When we're talking about the church in this article, mm-hmm. we're talking about the saved, mm-hmm. the redeemed. We're not talking about the outward structure of the church so much because the outward uh, church is composed of saints and sinners who go to a church. Mm-hmm. The, the capital C church, theologically speaking, is only the saints, only the redeemed, only those who have faith in Christ. Okay, now we back up. The church is eternal, and uh, that means, and dear church, listen to this as closely as you possibly can listen to it. <laughs> Put it in your back pocket. Tattoo it to your forehead. Whatever you need to happen. I don't believe in tattoos. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Sorry. <laughs> no. Or eating shellfish. Yeah, right. Uh, no, the, the church doesn't have emergencies. There is no emergency in the church. The church is eternal. Now... Individual congregations can have emergencies, denominations can have yeah. emergencies, but the capital C church does not die, mm-hmm. there is no emergency, right. doesn't need our help. Right. So, we shouldn't sound the alarm that the church is going to be destroyed if or we, go away? If we, well, the, the, the last article that I, uh, I read about this, it's just an amazingly helpful mm-hmm. uh, perspective uh, I don't agree with everything in the article, but amazingly helpful perspective was written for Christianity Today yeah. by a Lutheran named Lyman Stone, oh, who yes, he was yeah. writing from the perspective of the church needs to stop trying to make itself more masculine. Mm-hmm. And he's talking about uh, our our addiction to trying to get men in the church. He said it's, it's natural for more women to be in the church because Christianity naturally teaches we- or treats women better than any other group of people, including secular people. But uh, the church is eternal. We don't need to try to save it 
uh, with outward activity, which means attaching uh, the church's hopes to a political party is wrong, which means the panic that the church growth movement sells is mm-hmm. wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it means, what, 99.999% of parachurch ministries mm-hmm. are probably off base. There are a couple of good ones and useful ones out there, mm-hmm. but uh, most of them try to create an emergency and then solve the emergency mm-hmm. and sell you the solution. Yeah, that's right. Parachurch Ministry 101, right there. Mm. So the church is eternal. Matthew 16, 18, you are Peter, and on this rock I will mm-hmm. build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. I, I, I love that hymn. Is it built on built on the rock, the church does stand? Yeah, Luther hymn, right? Oh, yeah, I think it right. is. Yeah. Yeah, built on the rock, the church, church does, does stand. stand. Well, and, he's such a good Lutheran. Oh, or yeah. or one we're singing this upcoming Sunday in my church is Christ has made the sure foundation, mm-hmm. which is a great Reformation hymn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, but all of those getting ourselves back to that reality mm-hmm. completely changes the focus of who the church is and what the church does. Yeah, uh, it, it the the confession that the church is eternal and does not die should immediately given get us out of panic driven, program driven activity in the Mm -hmm. church. Mm -hmm. And it's a matter of preaching the gospel, applying the word of God, Mm -hmm. building a fellowship of believers, which is the second mark of the church, Mm -hmm. right? Yep. The the church is the congregation of the saints. Mm -hmm. Again, this is in there, one, because it classifies who we're talking about. We're talking about the redeemed, but it it addresses the problem of disunity in the church where we remember everyone in the church, regardless of denomination, regardless mm-hmm. of confession, is someone for whom Christ has died. Yes. Now, on the macro scale, every single person in the world for all time is someone for whom Christ has died. Mm-hmm. But we would recognize that in the church, the, the church consists of those whom the blood of Christ has been applied. Mm-hmm. And, and that should change how we treat things. Again, it's why the focus of this podcast is standing for something mm-hmm. instead of stating everything we disagree with and yeah. complaining about it. Right. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, I can get along fairly well with Calvinists and Baptists and Methodists mm-hmm. and pick your poison yep. because they are brothers and sisters in Christ. Yeah. Uh, yep. Not to say we don't have major disagreements about important doctrinal matters, sure. mm-hmm. but if the blood of Christ has been applied to you by faith through the work of the Holy Spirit, there is a there should be a mutual love, mm-hmm. respect, and fellowship with that person. And that's right. what the church looks like. Yep, we're we're gathered around God's word. We're gathered. Uh, we're called out together. Thinking of the word congregation. Yep. Uh, ecclesia, ecclesia. The called, out, called ones. out ones. Yep. Um, yeah, where where the gospel is rightly taught and the sacraments sacraments rightly administered. And that's the final two mm-hmm. uh, identifying features of the church, according to this article. Mm-hmm. So the, the the basis of the church is where the gospel is taught, mm-hmm. where the gospel is, is purely confessed. And and what that means is we're not mingling law with gospel. Galatians one eight. No gospel he served here. Yeah, no gospel. <laughs> uh, we're we're not just pouring it all into a bucket and coming out with jambalaya. Uh, it's, you know, if we or an no. angel from heaven should teach to you yep. another gospel, let them be anathema. Let them be anathema. And, and so the, the gospel of Christ on the cross in your place for the forgiveness of sins mm-hmm. is the founding mark of the church. Mm-hmm. And with that, then 
where the sacraments are present to apply that. Mm-hmm. And I think this is a good place to to identify yeah. the Lutheran distinction. For Lutherans, the sacraments aren't a matter of how salvation is won, mm-hmm. but how salvation is delivered, yep. which means that other church bodies that disagree with us on the confession of the sacraments, but still have the sacraments, yeah. we acknowledge and say, yeah, that's going on. And so sure. uh, we would disagree with what the Baptists confess about Holy Communion. Even but if they their whole thing is everything we would not agree with anything we're not, they're but saying, they're doing but, communion but they're doing yeah and and for that end if you've been baptized as a roman catholic if you've been baptized as a, a baptist mm-hmm. if you've been baptized as a methodist and come into the lutheran church the lutherans will say that's a valid baptism mm-hmm. you guys had baptism and and so it's not that you have to be lutheran to be in the church. It's that you have to have these biblical ideas of word and sacrament ministry because it's a matter of proclaiming salvation mm-hmm. and applying salvation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so so that's what the church consists of. Right. So so the, that word rightly, uh, so we're saying if they are preaching God's word, but they're not doing it rightly, that's that the church is not there. Well, we're looking at foundational levels. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, again, uh, one of the criticisms we've said actually works in the favor of the American generic American church is that a lot of churches, at least on the conservative spectrum, get the gospel right. Mm-hmm. They preach the gospel. The, 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 the problem is, is that they don't preach the gospel regularly yeah. to their own members, but right. they still have the gospel. Sure. Uh, so long as you are preaching God's word and pointing to the gospel— we say amen to that. And so long as a person who has been in a church where they're getting good advice every Sunday from the pulpit, but believe that Jesus Christ died on the cross for my sins and I'm forgiven for his sake, we count them as a brother and sister in Christ. Now, mm-hmm. where the denominations come in, and let's just take that generic American Christian, the Lutherans are over here saying, well, you can do that much better. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you can do that for your comfort. And the Calvinists are over here saying, you can do that much better, and you can do that better for your comfort. And, you know, the Baptists or whatever are over there saying, amen, this is how we do it. Uh, uh, we must not let disagreement mm-hmm. look like arrogance. Mm-hmm. There's a difference. Yeah. When you believe something, by nature, you believe it to be true, mm-hmm. which also means by nature, people who believe something else you disagree with. You mm-hmm. think they're wrong. But again, we go back to, do you have faith in Christ for the forgiveness of your sins? Mm-hmm. Yes, you are part of the body of Christ. Mm-hmm. No, you're outside. And again, we'll use the Mormons and the Jehovah's Witnesses right. as an example. They do not confess the Trinity. Therefore, they do not have the gospel. They are not under the umbrella of Christianity, of mm-hmm. biblical Christianity. We don't wrap them in right. and, yep. and, and say, welcome to the club, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yep. I know, like for me personally, I, I really got into this whole idea of unity back in the like 90s when I was, in, I happened to be in the high school. Peace, thing. love, and rock. Oh no, that was yeah, the 70s. Right. <laughs> yeah, that was the 70s. Uh, like when I was in high school yep. um, and there was a book called This We Believe. And I, I remember one of the the buzzword slogans of that time and that book was in, in essentials, unity, non-essentials, liberty, in all things, charity. And 
as I read through books like that and, and kind of got excited about that, it was it probably came from a little bit of the why can't we all just be friends and get why along? Why can't we? Yeah, be right. Again, exactly. second time. We're but, probably going to break some copyright law pretty soon. But I, I, <laughs> yeah, I, I do remember wrestling with that, especially in all that 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 kind of material. They would say in essential is unity, and they would talk about faith in Christ being essential. That's part of it. <laughs> absolutely, yes. But then they would put baptism and the and Lord's Supper sacraments as secondary and or even tertiary uh, doctrines. And I remember remember kind of wrestling with that. And and as I went to our Free Lutheran Bible School, uh, Free Lutheran Bible College, now um, just learning more about the sacraments, I I, I just I never kind of fully bought into that. Uh, Let's just be unified, like denominationally, um, kind of boiling everything down to a lowest common denominator. See, what's interesting about that is if you take every ecumenical movement, Mm -hmm. literally in the history of the world, where we're trying to unite two different faith traditions, Mm -hmm. what ends up happening is that the group initiating Mm -hmm. or the group dominating that movement ultimately saying, if you just agreed with us, there would be unity. Like literally every time the Lutherans and the Catholics have come together to to try to have some sort of unity, reconciliation, and there's a lot of Catholics look like, let's just overcome the Reformation. Basically what it ends up being is if you were Catholic, <laughs> we would have unity. And and right. like the World Council of Churches. Yeah. You know, if you just dropped all of these beliefs that are important, we would be unified. Well, that's the whole point of this diversity is if we all didn't have these varying beliefs, then yeah, we would be united. Now, oftentimes what ends up being a part of that disunity is ordering what is important and mm-hmm. what isn't important right. about yep. the faith. Yep. And, and to that end, like let's take the Arminian wing of things and the Lutheran wing of things. For Lutherans, the sacraments are primary doctrine. Mm-hmm. For the more Baptistic Arminians, the sacraments are not primary doctrine. Mm-hmm. That's a big deal. Yeah. And, and where we allow for disagreement in the generic church at large, the big C, capital C church, it is not to say that the points of disagreement we have aren't important. It's to say they're not on the ground floor mm-hmm. of what you need for salvation. Mm-hmm. And in fact, I would say you can even get down to the granular level and where there are major differences in various Lutheran t- traditions, those differences for the most part, again, we're not getting down to trivial matters like one church has orange carpet and one church mm-hmm. has blue carpet. Those, those traditions are important. We are congregational. Mm-hmm. Our church policy in the, our polity in the AFLC is important to who we are as free Lutherans. Mm-hmm. The LCMS, yep. the, the main conservative Lutheran denomination, has a synodical structure. That is an important thing. Is it a matter of salvation? No, it is not. But it is not to say that we should be flippant about it either. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, as you find out if you read through the whole book of Concord, where there is disagreement, it is almost, it is rarely flippant. Mm-hmm. Now, what they say, human uh, ceremonies uh, should not divide. Mm. And so, so a good example of that would be the, the Missouri Synod 
follows a church calendar that measures the large portion of the year based on how many Sundays from Pentecost you are. Most churches I know in the AFLC follow an identical church calendar, except the major portion of the church year counts how many Sundays after Trinity Sunday. Mm-hmm. And so, Yay. <laughs> <Yeah>. so like, you know, we're coming up by the time this episode airs, it'll be like the 20th Sunday after Trinity or the 21st Sunday after Trinity. For those who follow the Pentecost calendar, it's the 21st or the 22nd after mm-hmm. Pentecost because mm-hmm. Pentecost Sunday and Trinity Sunday are always back to back. That should not divide us. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we, we can have fun little playful debates about it, but that is a matter of complete Christian freedom. Well, the difference is Lutherans cannot say the sacraments are a complete matter of Christian freedom. Mm-hmm. That, that is a foundational mm-hmm. confession for us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Amen. Well, we'll wrap it up and kind of continue on with our next episode. I thought it would be appropriate to read Ephesians chapter 4, verses 1 through 6. I therefore, a prisoner for the Lord, urge you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you have been called, with all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another in love, eager to maintain the unity of spirit in the bond of peace. There is one body and one spirit, just as you are called to one hope that belongs to your call, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all. Amen. Thank you for joining us. Please look us up on the web at beinglutheran.com. Also invite a friend to check us out on Spotify and iTunes. Please join us next week as we continue our discussion on Article 7 of the Augsburg Confession. God bless you and have a great week. <laughs>